San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Man, what a Monday it has already been between the tournament, Major League Baseball, the NFL. It is nuts. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe I'm Jason Minix. And I keep waiting for Schefter to tweet. He literally just got off the set off ESPN with a phone to his ear. So what's next, Adam? (laughs) Tweet, damn it! (laughs) I love this time of year. And, you know, it just shows the NFL is king. Because I was filling out my bracket early, but I couldn't do it. Because all of the stuff that keeps coming in from the NFL free agency period. And it's that um, that time you can't sign a contract, but you can agree to one. Yes. And there's been a lot of agreements to contracts all over the place. Well, you got to wonder what Schefter is doing that requires him to get up off the set. You know, he's up there with, with Rutledge and Orlovsky. He's on the set. And literally, I mean, we don't have the audio on in the studio, but... Phone to ear, and he's just walking yeah. off. Well, all right, something big, something big. I mean, Brady's already back. We know that. Well, it, Cedric it, Wilson is a dolphin. It's a, it was J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. Now he's going to the Chargers. Signs an eighty million dollar contract. That, that was a tweet three well, minutes he won't, ago. He What's won't now? Sign that. Refresh. Like, yeah. Refresh yeah. Twitter. Refresh. I mean, it's 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 crazy. All this stuff that's happening on day one when teams are legally allowed to tamper mm-hmm. is what they're calling it, right? So, and they are tampering big time, and uh, not good news for the Cowboys today. Well, I, I, as I, Jory Epstein just tweets out with J.C. Jackson getting five years, eighty-two and a half million. What is Diggs going to get from the Cowboys a billion when he hits the market in 2024? <laughs> I mean, there's just so much going on, and we're going to keep you updated over the next couple of hours here on the Blitz. But, man, uh, free agency, big time. Now, we got to go back over the weekend, which seems like a year ago at it this does. point, that Amari Cooper got traded to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> what is Boy, he really pissed Jerry Jones off, didn't he? You don't get a shot, you go to Cleveland. (laughs) Is that what it comes down to? Well, that was like Pop sending uh, Kawhi Leonard to Toronto. I'm going to get you as far away from Los Angeles as I possibly can. Here you come. (laughs) Cleveland. You thought Dak was interesting. Wait till you catch passes from Baker. (laughs) Oh, wow. Now, the the good news, and I know there are all kinds of people not happy with the Amari Cooper trade because they didn't get enough in return. They're eating 100% of that money. So for the Cowboys, that was worth it. You know, it's it's like Leal Collins. They're not going to find a trade partner for him. <laughs> but if they release him, they'll have to eat some of that money. There were teams like Cleveland that wanted Amari Cooper and didn't want to compete for him, so you trade. Leal Collins doesn't have that same market. Who's Dak Prescott going to throw the football to this year? Michael Gallup in his new rich contract. Yeah, well, well, when Michael Gallup gets there about, I don't know, October, I guess he can throw the football to him then. So it's CD is finally going to have to prove if he's the guy or not, because what else do you do? Or do you let Noah Brown take it over? Well, it's it's got a CD's got to be the man. He has you, to You be. were drafted to be the man. You've got to be the man now. Cedric Wilson, I know they wanted to keep him, but he ends up 
with uh, twenty-two million from Miami. They also signed Teddy Bridgewater, the Dolphins, due to a one-year deal. They got Tua, but keep in mind, Cedric Wilson's pretty damn good thrower of the football. He threw a couple of passes <laughs> with the Cowboys. So if it's Tua in there at quarterback, it might be Cedric to whoever their other wide receivers are. He's that that multi-threat kind of wide receiver. Happy for Cedric Wilson, yes. but but it's 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 not good news for the Cowboys. Although uh, I think it was Calvin Watkins or, or Clarence Hill just a few minutes ago tweeted out that a Cowboys spokesperson said that this is not surprising to the Cowboys that they knew that Wilson was going to get some offers and they just weren't in the. Uh, they just couldn't compete with it well, and they, didn't want to. I, the The idea that with Michael Gallup deal, you've got CeeDee Lamb on a rookie contract. You do have Noah Brown. You still have Tony Pollard who could play some slot receiver. And remember last year in Oxnard when, uh, was it CeeDee that got hurt in training camp? Uh, who would, Whoever went over the fence. You had Pollard playing some wide receiver. We all thought we might yeah, see yeah. more of that during the regular season, which we really didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, maybe that's going to be a part of the plan. I, I, I don't know, but they've got options. But also with the draft coming up, we know they need offensive line help. We know they need tight end help. And don't be surprised at this point if they end up taking another wide receiver in the draft because wide receivers, and when you look at the market, are becoming like running backs. Remember, you know, there was that stretch where. You know, running backs on rookie deals were great. Then when it was time to get paid, except Zeke, you know, they let him walk and you just go draft another one. Right. There's right. so many wide receivers out there. You look at Christian Kirk just signed a, a deal that basically pays him $18 million a year in Jacksonville. Christian Kirk. Unbelievable. Unbelievable money, right? Who else is going to pay Christian Kirk? Nobody. That kind of money. With, if with incentives, he can make up to twenty-one million dollars a year. Now, granted, those incentives are often hard to reach, but the total value of his deal, whether he actually makes it or not, makes Christian Kirk the third highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL. That's just fascinating <laughs> and unbelievable to me that 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 happened. But Jacksonville is trying to revamp things and revamp things very quickly, mm-hmm. and I think they had. Came to agreement with four different players today. One of them, an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. uh, and I think a couple of defensive players, if I'm not mistaken, too. So um, Jacksonville trying to revamp and do it in a hurry uh, and get Trevor Lawrence some stuff while he is on his rookie deal. Yep. So they're spending some money. Uh, the San Diego Chargers spending a lot of money. They're going out trying because they have to. They really have no choice in the in the division that they're in. It's a monster right now. So they're going out and doing some stuff, and uh, it seems like everybody is. But I, you know, I, and I don't say this to be or try to start a fight with Cowboy fan, but the Cowboys aren't. They're not doing anything. Not yet. Not yet. I, I, I mean, it, it, the reality is. The Cowboys and their current cap structure. They got twenty million bucks now. Sort of. I, I mean, the, I didn't expect coming in. Neither did you. That they would be major players today. The guy they they found a trade partner for Amari Cooper. They re-signed Michael Gallup, which looks to be a very team-friendly deal. Only two million dollars this year. Although over the life of the five-year deal. Michael Gallup has generational wealth now 
for his family. But if I'm Michael Gallup and I see what Christian Kirk signed, I'm calling my agent going, what the hell, dude? Um, well, he still can, I guess, because uh, you can't sign it until Wednesday. Yeah, but it's all agreed to. But but I but I look at it. They've got to find a trade partner for Lael Collins. There are reports out there that say that that probably isn't going to happen. Although, Ed Werder, a couple of days ago, uh, yesterday or some point over the weekend, uh, tweeted that there were a handful of teams uh, interested in Lael sure. Collins. And I'm sure there's interest, but... At this point, are they going to find a trade partner? You know, they they they've got a day and a half to get it done. Essentially, well, I don't know. And 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 my concern would be if I'm a potential trade partner for Lael Collins, what is his health like? You know, what what uh, what does he have left in the tank? From what we saw last year, he he may not have much left. I don't know. Maybe a change of scenery is good for some guys, and maybe that will help him moving forward somewhere else. But. I look at what the Cowboys have have got to do. They were already thin at, at offensive line. Mm-hmm. They've got to they've got to address that somehow, some way. If that's not going to be through free agency, then you're going to have to try and go with with some young talent and hopefully get it done that way. Now you're talking about wide receiver. They got to do something there. Two guys, Gallup and CD Lamb, aren't going to get it done. And is are you really going to rely on Noah Brown to uh, to be a part of that trio? I'm not sure. So. And, and and quite frankly, Jason, Michael Gallup had to have been a friendly deal because they are they are rolling the dice with this guy. How do you say that? I know ACLs aren't what they used to be, and they're not the career killer that they. But you don't know what he's going to be like when he gets back, and he's not going to be back until at least August. We're told, and then and then what? How long is it going to take since then? So he's not going to be in any of the OTAs. Probably going to miss most of training camp preseason. So, do you trot him out there game one, and he's going to be ready to go? Probably, probably not. To, to to be fair, I doubt he'll be ready for the opener. But he's going to be close to it. But when you look at Michael Gallup throughout his career, he's been a healthy dude. Last year, he he only got to play in nine games because of injuries. Outside of that. His first three years, 16 games, 14 games, 16 games. So it's not like he's had a history of injury issues. Sure. Last year he had the calf injury and then, of course, his ACL uh, late in the year. <clears throat> so when I look at Michael Gallup, the surgery, all the reports are, what would they call it, a clean tear, <laughs> which makes it easier to repair, What whatever the case is. Sure, sure. It's, it's not like he's a guy that would have a nickname Street Clothes at some point. I, and I right? don't think so. So hey. one year, one injury, bad luck, and you go from there. Sure you do, but the injury that we're talking about is an ACL. Mm-hmm. It's not like he sprained his ankle and was out a few games. You know, this is a major thing, uh-huh. and that's what I'm saying. I, I, You just don't know until you see the guy back on the field what kind of shape he's going to be in, what kind of moves he's going to be able to make. And is he going to be back? I'm a big fan of Michael Gallup. I always have been. I thought he should have been a bigger part of the Cowboys' plan earlier on. And maybe that was his fault, maybe a little bit of the Cowboys' fault. I'm not sure, but I like Michael Gallup. I hope he can be a star. But right now, nobody knows. No, Nobody knows. And I and I think about, you know, they did re-sign at Noah Brown. Malik Turner is still a, a a free agent, or did he pick, get picked up by somebody? I'm I'm not sure if he's still in the mix. I and, think he's still in the mix. And uh, Simi uh, Fahelko, that tall wide receiver they drafted a year ago, um, is is still around. So I mean, and and again, they'll go find some. There's lots of receivers out there. So 
You've got C.D. Lamb, who's got to step up and be the guy, the the one. And you've got Michael Gallup. I think they're okay there. In, in the production versus the cost of one Amari Cooper versus those other guys, do they think for the money they're going to get similar production without Amari Cooper? And, you know, it's interesting. All the comments... All the comments over the weekend about Amari Cooper, and there's all kinds of stuff out there. But think about us as Cowboy fans, and I did this over the weekend when you're reading all these things, because I was not happy that Amari Cooper left, right? I'm not. I'm a big Amari Cooper fan. But you go back and you think, about. remember when Amari Cooper was great at home and disappeared on the road? Yeah, true. And granted, as a wide receiver somebody's got to throw you the ball. Your production is based on somebody else. Yeah. But there were a lot of times, was he not getting open? Was he not getting targeted? There were, there were some things there that you go, they got they got what they needed out of Amari Cooper when they did. It was a smart trade for the time that they did it and what he meant for Dak at the time. But I think we all knew he was not long for the Dallas Cowboys with his current contract. But when it finally happens, you see he gets traded. And then you see he gets traded basically for, what, a fifth or a sixth? And their history of fifth-round draft picks is so glorious. You go, well, that was a waste. But Cleveland is eating 100% of the money. That makes it a good trade for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, you look at Amari Cooper, too, and uh, fan, no fan, I really don't sit on the fence either way. But, you know, this is the second team now that's given up on Cooper. Right, The Raiders gave up on him, basically. Didn't want him around. Mm-hmm. And now I think he rubbed Jerry Jones the wrong way too with the whole you know vaccine thing that he didn't do. Missed a couple of games during the regular season, and and I think that that Jerry Jones didn't forget that, and he didn't want Amari Cooper around the Dallas Cowboys anymore. So I think that's all part of it. So you wonder about Cooper's locker room. You know how is he there? How is he as a as a teammate? And is he a problem? And is football really? What Amari Cooper wants to do, you know, and, I, and I say that I know that sounds weird, but is it because you know I think Cooper wants to be some kind of a emperor business guy, and and he is, and I'm fine with that. I still want Amari Cooper on my football team, but the production has to match the salary, and it just didn't. And for the mm-hmm. Cowboys, with the other needs that they have, and if they felt like with with like. When they traded for Amari Cooper, I don't know that they thought, well, in a couple of years we're gonna we're gonna regret this contract. CD Lamb fell in her lap and that kind of changed the the outlook in the future. And Michael Gallup developing the way he did, when you sit in the room and you evaluate honestly, I think they could afford to let Amari Cooper go because even then, when you look at uh, and we we often on this show, for whatever reason, bring up Devontae Adams. That guy always finds a way to get open and makes big plays. And he's got a quarterback that's going to get him the ball. Yeah. We've got a quarterback in Dallas who throws to the guys that are open. I can't say that he always throws guys open, but Amari Cooper disappeared too much. And you know when the Cowboys were doing their evaluations, they looked at that. They had to have looked at that. And get yourself open. You're going against the number one defensive back. Get yourself open. I wish we could go back and look at tape and and see if that was the case or not. I remember a lot of Cowboys games where Prescott just doesn't have any time. Mm -hmm. He had no time to let plays develop and receivers get out. That's why he dumped the ball off so much to Dalton Schultz. 
and got him franchise tag, and, and he's going to stick around a while and probably sign a long-term deal, depending on what the Cowboys do in the draft. But I, I just don't know if, if it was Cooper's fault, if it was Prescott's fault, if it's Kellen Moore's fault, or, or a little bit of everybody in there. But you, know, you, you can blame Cooper for you know, not showing up in games. C.D. Lamb didn't show up either, sure. if you're going to look at it that way. Yeah. So it, it seemed to me that Cedric Wilson was the guy that showed up more than both of those guys. Well, again, though, the Cowboys offense is known for taking what the defense is giving you, and the defenses gave you Cedric Wilson. They were able to take Amari out. They were able to, in a lot of ways, take C.D. out, who basically his routes were all long downfield runs, and with no time for Dak... Those plays didn't develop, but the defenses gave you a Cedric Wilson by matchup and gave you a tight end, which is why your tight end for the Dallas Cowboys had so many catches and yards and I believe was tied with Amari Cooper for touchdowns last year. So the Cowboys' offensive philosophy is, what is the defense giving us? That's what we're going to eat on. Well, and that's and Cowboys have always done that with tight ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've yep. always had that one guy, whether it's Novacek or Witten, or now maybe you know Dalton Schultz if he becomes that guy. So that that is part of the Cowboys thing. But they've always had a downfield wide receiver as well. It seems like they always have. And this year they just didn't seem to have that. At least after early November, C.D. Lamb kind of disappeared after that, and, mm-hmm. and and nobody could find out where he was. Um, they thought Amari Cooper was going to be that guy. Turns out, I guess he's not. So we're going to find out, and I'm, I'm going to give C.D. the benefit of the doubt here. Great college football player, but so far he hasn't been a good pro football player. He's got his opportunity now to be the number one guy. Does he take advantage of it? He's got to. He's got to, and the Cowboys are trusting him that he is going to be that guy. i got to believe in the exit interviews or at some point before – March before the combine, they 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 had conversations with CD. Here's the keys to the car. Are you ready to be number one? Are you? I, I, you got to believe he knew that this was coming. That Dak Prescott knew that this was coming, and that those two agreed that all right. Let, that this is the plan. We're going to make it work. I got to believe that Dak Prescott, with the contract that he now has, if they were to say, hey. This is this is where we're going, mm-hmm. and he was against it. They'd have figured out some other way to free up some money. Well, I hope somebody is working with C.D. Lamb because he's got to have to be an outside guy. You can't play your number one guy in the slot, can you? I mean, realistically, no. There, there's not a number one guy that is primarily a slot receiver. C.D. Lamb is better from the slot position than he is from the outside. So he's got work to do. And if I'm looking at it as a Cowboy fan, if I'm looking at it that way, I'm a little bit concerned about what's happening there. Number one, because of Michael Gallup's injury. Number two, C.D. Lamb has showed me nothing. What do you guys think on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines? 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. Or on Twitter, tweet at Joe. He's at Joe Reinagle 210 You can tweet at me, <laughs> at Jason Minix. So much with the Cowboys. As we sit here right now on Pi Day, on the glorious day that is March 14th, the Cowboys are a worse football team than when they walked off the field after losing in the first round of the playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers. No question. 
that doesn't mean when they get to Oxnard that they won't be a better football team. But as they sit right now, they are not a better football team. And by all accounts, when we look at who's left and who they're looking at adding, right? I saw a tweet a little while ago. They're close to a deal with Randy Gregory. But Denver is in the mix. We still don't know what's going on with Demarcus Lawrence, <laughs> right? They still haven't replaced a linebacker. Mm-hmm. They still haven't. They still haven't. They still haven't. They still. They're not a better football team today than they were when the season ended. They're not. They're not even close. In fact, I would say they've taken a couple of steps backward than when the season ended. So they've got some. They've got some ground to make up. Uh, and of course, Cowboy. It's funny, Jason, because you know we always make fun of Spurs Twitter, or at least I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. I found out today that Cowboys Twitter is just as bad because every cow. <laughs> Every Cowboy fan knows more than everybody else. Every Spurs fan knows more than everybody else and uh, know exactly what to do. And, and it's it's just amazing to me how this thing works. So I found that out. And maybe that's every fan base. Maybe it's yeah. Bengals Twitter yep. and Rams Twitter yeah. and, and everybody's Twitter. I want to <laughs> let you know a little secret about Please Sports do. Talk Radio. Because you're, what, month three now? Month three, yeah. Month yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Into the full-time radio business. Yes. Welcome to the off-season. It's been fun. Which is a lot more fun sometimes than in-season. I love because, it. Because, you know, people ask all the time, well, what do you guys talk about when there's no games? This is the best time <laughs> it, it of really sports is. talk radio. Really I don't care is. what off-season we're talking about. <laughs> Football season, basketball season. You think Spurs Twitter is bad now. Wait till you get into the off-season and the draft is coming and free agents are available. Baseball, you know, in baseball right now, you know, I keep refreshing because I, I, you know, all this NFL news is great. What the hell is Carlos Correa going to do? Is he really coming back to Houston? That's what I want to know. The off season is more fun and more entertaining and more engaging than the actual r- regular season because we all know how to fix it. Well, you're all better general managers than the idiot that actually has that title on his business card for whatever franchise it is. There's a guy that sits in that seat every morning from 7 to 10 named Rob Thompson. You might hear him on R&R in the morning. He once said being a GM is easy. (laughs) (laughs) And he believes it because we all have ideas on how to fix it. We all know what's best for our team. We all have ideas. And none of us are wrong. That's true. None of us. Well, that's the beauty of sports. Everybody can have an opinion. Everybody can know what's best. And uh, yeah, and, and what I love about sports talk radio and Twitter is that guys like uh, Frank Rodriguez throwing out stats at me with CD Lamb here. This is a great 2021 Dallas catches. Uh, what is 79 yards? I think he's got this wrong, but he's trying to make a case for CD Lamb. Problem is, Frank, is that after November 6th, CD Lamb went into hibernation. So when it mattered the most, he disappeared. Look up those stats. Yeah. Right. Don't let facts get in the way of a good <laughs> exactly. opinion. Good take. Whatever. It's I love you, Frank. It's good stuff. There's so much to talk about. You know, that Tom Brady, 40 days with the wife and kids, said, screw this, I'm going back to work. <laughs> gas prices are how much? Screw this, I've got to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Brady's worried about gas prices, but it's the, it's the wife and kid thing. Maybe that, that, Dude, that honeydew list was long. She makes more than he does. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I I look at it. Are, are are any is anybody really surprised that he unretired? No, 
Because even when he retired, it was almost, well, Schefter tweeted it. So then he put his message out so close at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I saw Mike Florio about a week or so ago speculate that he would come back at some point if quarterback got hurt or maybe with San Francisco. I, I, but he, Tom was clear, he's coming back to run it back one more time with Tampa Bay. Uh, and he needed to make the decision in the announcement what he did because of this, the start of free agency. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is very interesting that he is unretired. And some dude spent over a half million dollars on him, piece of memorabilia over the weekend. Yeah. What was Tom Brady's final touchdown pass? That ball sold for what, $518,000 at auction? Something like that. I think I'd be calling Tom Brady and say, hey, dude, you got to at least sign it for me or do something. I paid half a, a million dollars for this thing, and now it's not worth 50 cents. Well, it's still worth something. I maybe. Mean, yeah, I mean, it's still but if Brady Tom, would sign it's it. It's a Tom and, Brady know, maybe, touchdown ball. Yeah, I but mean, it, how do you know? Well, now you just couch it from his first retirement. <laughs> it was the last touchdown before his first retirement because he might become that guy. What are you saying? His retirement was uh, shorter than Major League Baseball's lockout. There, there were all <laughs> kinds of sayings today or over the weekend. But I got to, I got to be honest with you. For the when I saw that yesterday, I'm like. You got to be kidding me. There's no way. And then it was like 30 seconds later. It's like, I'm happy about it. More Tom Brady in the NFL is a good thing. I look at Tom Brady says, okay, let's see. All the good quarterbacks are in the AFC. Right. It's Aaron Rodgers and now Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford. Right. We lost to Matt Stafford on the final play of the game, and they went and won the Super Bowl. Right. Who, who am I really competing with in the NFC? Deshaun Watson? He's apparently talking with New Orleans and Carolina. Mm -hmm. Although, if you look at all the tweets, amongst other teams, yes. and I think that's that's key there because I look at those, I look at both Carolina and New Orleans and say why. And Tampa Bay was on the list for Deshaun, was, but if you're Tampa Bay, do you take Deshaun Watson at 26, or go with Tom Brady for one more year at 45? Well, obviously they made their decision, and, and they, which makes me wonder: were they out of the Deshaun sweepstakes pretty early? It could be, but you had a pretty uh, interesting theory that you shared with me earlier. You, you want to share it with everybody? Well, you want to wait till I, we I come mean, back? It's just spaghetti on the wall. I well, I mean, Tom Brady's coming back but, with Tampa Bay because they retain his rights just to get traded to San Francisco, so he can play for his boyhood team. Because they're going to let Jimmy Garoppolo go. I don't think that's far-fetched. So maybe they are still in the Deshaun Watson conversation. Brady goes to San Francisco. Except for the comments that we've heard over the last 24 hours that a lot of guys that were free agents with Tampa Bay have re-signed with Tampa Bay because Tom FaceTimed him yesterday and said, I'm coming back. And a great story out of Vegas, too, that we're going to have to share regarding Tom Brady. And his return. Yeah, there's going to be some interesting things there. You know, uh, there's a wide receiver for Atlanta that's going, really, huh? huh? <laughs> you guys pay attention to this gambling stuff. Yeah. This is The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. How many brackets have you filled out? Just one. Just one. Yeah. Will it be the same bracket in all of them? No, I don't think so. 
you know, maybe the final, we get down to the final four, there might be the same or, or you know, similar. Uh, but I like to me- play around with the first rounds, you know, and pick some upsets in a bracket and go with some favorites in a bracket. So we'll we'll see what happens. The Did ones it- that matter, though, I'll spend a little more time. And by that, I mean... The ones we put down a little something. something. If, there, if there's some scratch on it, we're going to... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pay attention we'll, we'll, a little We'll more. look at those. So I've got a uh, history of bracket comes out, I fill one out. And in most cases, I, I hate my bracket. <laughs> and because, I, I, you know, you, you go through, you pick some upsets, and you go from there. It is the Blitz. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix here on San Antonio Sports Star. We do have our uh, bracket challenge up at sasportstar.com where you yeah. can win some money. Million dollars, huh? And, um, you can go to the Twin Peaks bracket challenge. Yes. You can go there. Uh, we're going to be at Twin Peaks Thursday and Friday all day, halftime nice. in the Blitz. I think on Thursday, I heard them say we're at 151. I didn't get any of the notes today, Edwin. Do, do we have those? You produce the show. You don't have those for us? Okay. I'm sure they're somewhere. I just don't have them. Yeah, I heard uh, 151 and 410. Yeah, and then Friday, we're at Park North all day. On Wednesday, we're going to be out at the Rue Pub. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're out three days this yes, week. Yes, we are. Awesome. Yeah. Now, what, Park North, where is that? I'm not. Uh, is that Days of Allah? No, no, that would be Days of Allah. Oh, Park okay. North is, well, I didn't know if that is, was some kind of shopping center, Park North. Yeah, it is. Park Allah. North. It's there okay. at Blanco. At Blanco. Over there by North Star Mall. Okay. In the old Central Park Mall. Well, why don't you just say Blanco? Because they call it the Park North well, location. Well, because I, I would be, I would know where the heck I'm going then if you just say Blanco. Yeah, it's on Blanco. Okay, thanks. Now, on, uh, do you know where 151 is? I do. Yes, I do. And I know where that Twin Peaks is. Okay. Yes, I do. So we're there all day Thursday. Okay. Which is also St. Patrick's Day. It is. And then we'll be there Friday. There'll probably be some green beer flowing. I imagine there's going to be green beer flowing all over town. Probably. And then Rupub on Wednesday. So wow, that'll be A good. lot of opportunities nice. this week. To come hang out with us. Yeah, please do. And some great places. And you look at, at the bracket. I got my final four. And I feel better after seeing Jay Billis on TV. He almost went chalk. And that's why when you're filling out your bracket, well, hell, I can't have three ones in the turn. Yeah, I mean, because it never happens that it goes chalk. Here I've got on my first bracket, subject to change Thursday at 11. Okay. By Thursday at 11. But right now, in just my first attempt at just, all right, the bracket's out, boom, 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 here it is. I've got Gonzaga, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and Tennessee in my final four, and Kentucky beating Wisconsin in the championship game. Then I went, I've got Kentucky winning the whole damn thing. Wow. That seems a little odd to me. Wow, you're that Calipari guy. You know, I I don't know. I I mean, you know, I've got Kansas losing early because they always – Seem to uh, have a high seed and don't get it done. Why don't you just stay with that bracket? I think it's a great bracket, Jason, and especially in the group we're in together. Just just keep that one. I, well, I might. I mean, I, I, I love I, that bracket. I, I, I don't see Baylor repeating. I'm scared of that bracket, I, so keep it. I don't see Duke <laughs> sending uh, Coach K off into retirement with another national title or even a trip to the Final Four. I don't know if Duke makes it out of the second round. Wow. I'm really, I, I don't. A lot of people are high on Arizona. Yeah, they are. Sorry, Sean Elliott. You're not? I'm not. I have them losing to Tennessee. You know, that UT, I think, has a good long run in them. My Texas Longhorns, I have losing in the first round to Virginia Tech. First round loss. First round. 
Done, baby. I, I have them losing in that round, too. Do I'll you really? Honest, I do, yeah. In All this right. bracket that I filled out, I have Texas losing. Uh, my dark horse, can I give you a, a, the team that I love? St. Mary's. Really? They're a number five seed. The Rattlers, huh? I love them. I've kidding. got them I'm going kidding. all the way to the Elite Eight. Wow. And uh, losing to Baylor. Okay. So that's where I have St. Mary's going. And I'm, that, that's subject to change. I had a friend of mine call me earlier today. His son works for a company. They do this big pool. Yeah. And who makes it to the Sweet 16 from an 11 seed or lower or uh-huh. higher? And I'm looking at that's tough, you know, because there are some 10 seeds that I think could make a run. But when you go at 11 seed and go, okay, this is the team that I think has a couple wins in them, you know, when there's a big pot of money. Uh huh. But, you know, I mean, you figure, okay, 11, 12, you know, 13. You I know. would like to get into that because I've got one. That oh, I yeah. Think who, who do you have? South Dakota State. South Dakota State. They're 13 seed. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you know about the Jackrabbits? Well, just from what I'm, I've been reading up on those guys and they look <laughs> Not great. Not a damn thing. <laughs> But the, you 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 know when you when you look at this stuff and you're right I've never followed South Dakota State I haven't however you start researching these because I, I like to do that especially with a higher seed uh-huh. because I want to pick some upsets there's always going to be some upsets and who's it going to be well St Mary's I have followed a little bit so I like them but they're a five seed so that's not really a big upset uh-huh. but you start looking at South Dakota State and these guys are they can play ball. I mean, and, and, and what I like about some of these smaller schools, Jason, is that they have upperclassmen playing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're, they're playing against a bunch of freshmen. And sometimes that can be a big advantage for the, for the smaller school and the higher seed. I can't even find South Dakota State on my bracket, so apparently I don't even have them out of the first round. Well, that's your problem. Well, I mean, we'll see. I'll, I'll take your money. That's for damn sure. They are uh, playing uh, Providence in the first round. Uh, Providence is good, man. They're gonna, Providence is, what, a four? Four yeah, seed, Pro- yeah, Providence is good. Okay, well, yeah. you stick with that. Oh, I am. I, I am. I think it's going to be good. And I look at who's going to be in San Antonio next weekend. Oh, wow. I've got Arizona, Illinois, Tennessee, and Villanova. Okay, now which which region are it, we in? We're here? in the South region, South Joe, region. Okay. Which is stupid that Texas Tech and Baylor aren't in the South region. So let's see. Sweet 16 round? TCU could come here. No, they can't. They don't have anything. No, because I, I, I think they'll beat Seton Hall, but then they'll lose to Arizona. Oh, see, I've got Arizona playing Seton Hall. I've got Seton Hall beating TCU. Okay. Okay, so I've got that. Houston and Houston, UAB. I've got Houston and uh, Chattanooga. See, I've got UAB knocking off Houston. No, nah, that's not going to happen. See? That, that's a, but you think Chattanooga is going to beat, beat Illinois? Illinois? Yes, for the same reason I like South Dakota State. And then I've got Michigan, yeah, Tennessee. Just, just give me your money now. And Loyola, Chicago, just, and Villanova. Just give me your money now. Did you hear me? Uh, so, no, no so, I stopped listening a long time ago because I'm counting all the Rhinegle cash I'm dude, about to get. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> You've got you've got to take some chances, Jason. Uh-huh. You can't just pick all high seats. Dude, I didn't. UAB is a twelve to well, knock off Houston. Houston's gonna win that game. Nah. No, they'll win that game. UAB. Loyola Chicago is the uh so the nun will be back, right? Yeah, yeah. What's what you remember her name? They were here before <laughs> when we had the I got final, a photo with her. When sister, we had the, sister Sister When we had the yeah. final four here, yeah. Yeah. She was here. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Yeah, She'll get either. famous again for another couple weeks if they go on a run. She will. She will. But I've got Villanova beating them in that first game, and then they'll take on Tennessee. I think Villanova won it all here. 
uh, Tennessee, Illinois, Arizona. I think it's going to be a good uh, South Ridge. And plan now whether you're going to the games at the AT&T Center or not. Next Thursday and Friday, the 24th and 25th, and then even on Saturday the 26th, San Antonio Sports Star, we're taking over Pinkerton's Barbecue. We're going to be wow. there Thursday, Friday, the 24th and 25th, doing the Blitz Live. On Friday, Jimenez is going to host halftime there, so you can literally go have lunch with Mike. Yeah. And then even the Saturday morning hangover guys are going out there Saturday morning to Pinkerton's Barbecue for Yingling's Hoop City. Nice. And then they take that park down there at, at Pinkerton's, put up these incredible screens, and it's it's a great time. Great I place to go watch games. Yeah. A lot of people in town for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's exciting. The, the places we're going this uh, in the next... Three weeks. That's it. That's this it. is great. Going to hang out with Sister, Sister Jean. Jean. Thank yes. you, Frank. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. 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 I, I'd be curious. I mean, does who has a big upset or or a high seed going right now? I mean, I'm I'm thinking everybody's filled out at least one bracket. And I know it'll change, but is there that one seed that's higher than say ten that you have going far? What do you I'd, guys I'd think? Six five six ESPN six five six three seven seven six on the Kiabasa Bacon phone lines. So, did the Aggies get screwed? Yes, is your answer. I, I want to say yes, and I feel like they got screwed. But when you watch the Jolinardis of the world and all the bracket experts that had them as a bubble team. And the first four out, and all that kind of stuff. That I, I, I thought getting to the SEC title game would be enough to get them in. Beating to, Auburn should have been enough to get them in. But you had other teams that were bubble teams, like Indiana, that were also making big runs and upsetting teams in the tournament. So it kind of kept that those bubble teams still on the bubble. And then you look at that eight-game losing streak. Like on the surface, yes. And I, I look at, there are teams that are in the tournament from the SEC with worse records than what A&M had. Yeah. But I don't, you know, the quality of wins and the this uh, and the that and all that kind of stuff. On the surface, yeah, it looks like A&M got screwed. They did. But when all the guys that spend all the time studying all this and know what all the rules are that the selection committee is looking at, if they're not upset by it or surprised by it, should we be surprised? I think it was. Well, here's that Rick Barnes mm -hmm. and your boy Calipari both came out and said that A and M got screwed. Oh, it's because they need the uh, uh, that that's the solidarity within the uh, tournament coffers. That, well, maybe so. I, I, I don't and know. Look, but when, when I look at coaches, I I have a hard time when I hear coaches say, "Well, that team got screwed. That team got screwed," because I don't know of a coach that's going to say, "No, man, they didn't deserve to be in." I, I, you know, when you think about bubble teams, I think coaches understand, man, that team fought hard. I, I just have a hard time believing a coach in that situation with a microphone that would say anything negative, like, no, nah, they didn't get screwed. They well, didn't I belong. Think, I don't think they would say anything negative, but if you thought that they didn't belong or the uh, committee did the right thing, you would just say, well, I don't know enough about it. I'm not sure who the other teams were. You can, you can have a political answer there and, and, you know, save your behind. But I, I just think that both of those guys come out right away and say they got screwed. Look, they, the SEC arguably is, I mean, certainly up near the top of the one of the best basketball conferences in the nation. Because, I mean, in my Final Four, I've got Auburn and Tennessee. 
And I mean, both of those schools, and the way Texas A&M made a run in the tournament, they deserve to be in. I, I Again, I think it it's not a reward for what you have done lately. And that is what well, that's the, a shame. But that's what the committee has said. It's a reward for your entire body of work for the entire season. And so when you look at non-conference, you look at an eight-game losing streak in the middle of the conference, they were a bubble team that I thought did enough in the tournament, but the stuff that they grade them on apparently wasn't enough. And when I look at the Lenardis of the world saying, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, a championship game is being played and Lenardi's like, I don't know if this is enough based on whatever. So when they didn't make it, I was surprised. And I'm mad. I think they got screwed. I think this is one of the bigger snubs. But when those experts that follow it all hand them as a bubble team and first four out, and then they don't make it, that's what those guys get paid to do, whether you agree with it or not. Well, and it's always a good debate. I think they should have gotten in. I just think with the quality of wins they had in the tournament, and, and going into the tournament, they had won five in a row, so they had an eight-game winning streak mm-hmm. before they lost to Tennessee. Um, and, and look, teams like that know the deal. You've got to win four games in a row on four consecutive nights. And that's a difficult proposition for anybody. And, and it looked like the Aggies just kind of ran out of gas against the Volunteers. Yeah, 14-0. Hard, 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 hard when the committee is looking at it and making their decisions as you're playing and down 14 to nothing, Because that's the last thing they were seeing before they started talking about stuff. You, you just, I, I don't know. I'm pissed that the Aggies aren't in. They should I, be. I, 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 and they should be in. Well, what but, they need to do then is go win the NIT and, and laugh at everybody after that. That's all you can do. Seriously? That, that's all did, you did, can did do. Did you really just say that? That's all you can just, do. Just go you win know, the net. If you're, if you're, if you're going to be in something, you got to go win it. Right? There you go, man. The top seed in the tournament, nobody gives a damn about. I know it. I think it starts tomorrow, right? It does. The Aggies play Alcorn State. Are we even carrying that game? I don't know. I, we should be. We, we, we should be, but it hasn't even made it onto our calendar it's yet. It's an for... 8 o'clock tip, though, so Central we... Time, so it doesn't help us at all. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't start at six. It does. I was hoping for a we four can't weasel tip, into you know? a, an early release day on a Tuesday <laughs> as we gear up for a week that's going to require heavy drink. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty one zero three point three FM. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. Deshaun Watson apparently is down to two teams that he will entertain offers from and waive that no-trade clause. We'll talk about that coming up in about 10 minutes after uh, 5 o'clock. We'll get into that and the other big NFL news of today. But Spurs, they they play tonight. But Pop set the record on Friday night. None of us thought that on Friday that they would get the record. No. Not against Utah. Mm -mm. The reaction was incredible. The game, the, the, I mean, we're sitting over there at Slackers. We were still at Slackers when that game was ending, or most of us was. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe actually had to leave. I didn't have to leave. Well, Joe, Joe left. I did leave. About what, 9.30? What, what's Rudy's nickname that. for you now? Nine o'clock Joe. Nine o'clock out? Something like that. Yeah, no matter where we are, Joe stays late. That's nine o'clock. Yeah, Rudy knows better than that. I think the history says about nine o'clock you got to leave. I don't know. 
I mean, uh, now the one time so. uh, we were at RuPub once he came back, but that's because he had to go to work. Now, I do know Saturday night we were out and uh, we closed the place down at 2 a.m. So, we I did. Mean, I know Joe can stay out past now. I can, I can. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got plenty of chances coming up, too. So, yes. There you go. Yeah, yes, indeed. But I didn't expect it against Utah. First time all season that they came back with a fourth quarter deficit and won a game. And the way they did it, Pop's reaction, the players' reaction, the video that they put out with 199 players was incredible. That was incredible. It, it, was, yes, it, was, it, was. it was a great weekend to celebrate Greg Popovich, who, with his words, basically, it's it's ours, not mine. And and I and I thought it was, you know, we we I knew he would put it into some sort of great perspective, and he did. He did, and and I thought that was great. I was. I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but he did, and, and he was emotional about it, and he should be. I mean, what a great honor that was, but but he's right, and, and I said this too. I, I tweeted this out. I said, what a great moment for Pop, the Spurs, and the city of San Antonio. I mean, because we all can celebrate this, and, and Greg Popovich is, has been San Antonio's favorite coach now for what? Almost 30 years? It, it's amazing to think, because you and I were both covering this team back when you know, Bob Hill got fired. Yeah. And, you know, I remember doing radio back then. He had two titles. They'd lose three in a row. Calls would come in, fire pop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it, it was comical, you know. And, I hell, I remember when, you know, Lucas was the coach, and then and then we brought in Bob Hill, and I thought Bob Hill was going to be the guy that would be here forever, not pop. Yeah. But to see through the entire coaching career where he's at now, but that video with some of the players that I hadn't thought about in – 15 years, 20 years. It's pretty wild. That was uh, it's great. Well they, done by their video department. Oh, they do. Well, Kickerillo and those guys over there do a fabulous job with production. So, well done. Yeah, absolutely well done. They they got a game tonight against Minnesota. Yep. It's not your grandpa's Minnesota. Pretty good team. <sighs> it ain't your grandpa's Spurs either. But, no, it's not. <laughs> so this, this will be an interesting game. But, again, you know. Don't sa- don't go there. Saturday night, they rest a bunch of dudes. They don't. lose to Indiana. Don't go there, tonight, Michael Jimenez. I'm not going there. I'm just saying the facts are, I mean, tonight's going to be an interesting one. No McDermott tonight. He sprained his ankle the other night. Okay. Everybody else is playing. Everybody else that matters. Everybody else that matters. <laughs> okay. Well, they're only two games out of the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. That's it. Lakers are in a free fall. Lakers may end up behind the Spurs before it's all said and done. Whether the Spurs make the play-in tournament or not, uh, Phoenix just absolutely wiped the floor with them last night. They scored 48, the Suns did, in the first quarter. I think it was 140 to 111, I don't something think like was, that. And it wasn't even that close. No. And the lack of effort from LeBron James. Well, he had scored 50, what, the night before or yeah, two nights before? Yeah, but, you know, they, the passes that were getting, you know, just tipped. And, I mean, he's not even getting back on defense. LeBron played that game last night. Now, granted, they're down 50. He's human. But, like, he, he played it like he doesn't give a damn. Right. And, and maybe he... <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. He sees the writing on the wall. I saw a, t- a Twitter video out and said, respect, don't call Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrick. <laughs> and the ball didn't even hit the rim No, with the shot that he put up. The guy's just not That's playing West well. That's West Air. West Air. <laughs> West Air. You think he'd get upset by West Air? <laughs> well, you got to hit the rim to be brick. Maybe so. Right? Isn't that what it boils <laughs> well, down they to? they broke the glass. Lots of NFL <laughs> news. Nice. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. 
Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Where will Deshaun Watson end up? It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We have a pretty good indication it's going to be one of two places. It's going to be Carolina or it's going to be New Orleans. He is meeting with both teams tonight in Houston. So during the day, he's doing his prep work with his legal team because he is expected to speak and answer questions at his civil lawsuit depositions. So apparently the New Orleans types and the Carolina types got on their private jets and went to Houston. I saw earlier in the day they might do it by Zoom. And they want to know from Sean as much as he wants to interview them, if you will. I don't know. I think Carolina would like give him the keys to the city if he would come there. They've been the most aggressive, and they may throw in a couple of massage therapists as well. Oh. Because they want him in Carolina Some dude named Biff, I'm badly. sure. <laughs> badly. They want him there badly. Um, you know, the general, John McClain, says that he's rejected everybody. He's rejected except Seattle. Except those two. Well, and then, but Diana Rossini just sent out a tweet from ESPN saying that Seattle has no plans to meet with Watson at this time. Well, it's because he's rejected him. Well, maybe so, but it, that's it, her tweet did not indicate that. So, but it, I trust McLean 100%. His no trade clause basically has made this a two-team race. Yeah. Schefter tweets out that Houston has declined Indianapolis's attempt to speak with Deshaun. No secret. No surprise there. Well, but then again, what does can the Colts put together a package that would compete with what Carolina can offer? That can compete with what New Orleans can offer? Probably not. First of all, because but then it would have to be extremely better to trade him within that division. I I, I just look at it and think if you're Nick Casario. And the Colts were able to put together the best package for the Houston Texans franchise. Even if you're going to see this dude twice a year for 10 years, you got to do what's in the best interest of Houston. You can't say, well, I'm not going to trade with you. Well, I, yeah, that's exactly what they did. They didn't want to hear it because <laughs> first but, of all, they don't have the, they well, don't have the resources. And I think that's the, that's what makes it. If you're a Texan fan, you're, yeah, you're right. Half a piece signed to you, Colts. You can't have our quarterback. <laughs> you didn't have enough money anyway. Yeah, but yeah, you we're know not what? trading within our division. It'll be interesting. Would Carolina go as far as to throw in a Christian McCaffrey? Well, yes. I think so, too. Because he's he's banged up. He's, he's always hurt. Up. Always hurt. I, 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 what, what I find interesting is how much Deshaun is controlling this. Oh, yeah. That with the no bill, no criminal charges coming from the prosecutor, which doesn't mean he's innocent. It just meant there wasn't enough there to bring criminal charges, and the DA didn't overly push for it because reading about it over the weekend, and I, I, you know, DAs, you know, they it, it to to get criminal charges brought, but then you've got to be able to go win the case. You got to be able so to prove it. The DA didn't feel like they could win. Yeah, in a criminal setting, the in a criminal court, uh, the, where the burden of proof is very different than in the civil lawsuits. True. I'm surprised that his legal team is letting him talk anywhere in, in anything. Although 
Deshaun has maintained when the truth comes out, I'm innocent of all this. Because he could have made this all go away a long time ago with a check. It, it feels that way. Probably he could have. Um, but, you know, he wanted, to, he wanted to try and clear his name. And I guess, you know, in, in 90% of it, at least, he has. Because he can always go back and point, well, you know what? There's no criminal charges. Yeah, they won a civil suit. Okay, big deal. I paid them X number of dollars. But that doesn't mean anything because you can convict a ham sandwich in a civil trial. That's, at least that's what I've always heard. Yeah, well, and and, that, and that's kind of what it what it goes down to. I mean, I I just I, I just look at all of what what he's going through. I am surprised when it when it comes down to it, it's the Saints and it's Carolina. Boy, of those two, Jason, why New Orleans? Well, that's that's it. You know, why wouldn't you want to at least talk with Seattle? I don't know. I, I mean, I understand Tampa. Um, I thought Pittsburgh would be in the mix. They go out and they sign Mitch Trubisky. I can't believe that they would choose Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. But so were the talks to the point that they knew they weren't going to have a chance at Deshaun. So let's turn our attention elsewhere and create a quarterback competition with 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 Mitch and Mason and see who wins this. This court because Trubisky only gets a two-year deal, so by all accounts, there's not a lot of confidence on the side of Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. You know, he's a bridge quarterback until they can get to the next one, whether it's through free agency, through trade, or a better quarterback class when it comes to the draft. Because a two-year deal for Trubisky, and it's it's a go-prove it kind of contract, but he's going to have to compete with Mason Rudolph for that starting job. But I would have thought that Pittsburgh would have been a good landing place for Deshaun Watson from a team element. You know, you look at the team that they have, why wouldn't you? And then, of course, Brian Flores ends up on the staff with uh, Mike Tomlin there in Pittsburgh. So, you know, I've been saying Pittsburgh a long time, but as soon as Flores ended up there, you know, a lot of other people started talking about Deshaun to Pittsburgh. He just looks like he'd be a good fit in that system. Well, you, but you've got to have the resources. You've got to have, because Houston is not going to give this guy away. Sure. They're not. They're going to demand a big haul in return. Russell uh, um, Russell Wilson got a huge return. Seattle got a huge return yep. for Russell Wilson, which is why that surprises me that Deshaun's not looking at Seattle because they have the resources to make a deal for Deshaun Watson. So you, you've, you're going to weed out a lot of teams right off the bat because they just simply just don't have the, the resources to make a deal like that happen. New Orleans, I can't imagine that they have the resources because they are almost $50 million under the cap, first and foremost, and and maybe this is some a way to get out of it, but then what kind of a team do you have left after that? And so I can't even imagine that Deshaun would want to play in New Orleans with the state that they're in at the moment. And the other part, because the Texans and the no trade and all that kind of stuff can say New Orleans make a trade, and then is it a three-team kind of deal? Although it certainly feels like with the no trade, Deshaun is controlling his destiny. But once he ends up in New Orleans, yeah, you know what 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 backroom deals are going on? New Orleans to me doesn't make any sense. None. It makes no sense. Carolina makes a ton of sense. Sure, but they're not a a, a win now football program. Well, I think they, they're they not far from it if you add a Deshaun Watson. 
And I think Matt Rule would do a great job with a Deshaun Watson. Certainly, um, you know, Watson is a, is a top tier quarterback. He's shown that and he is going to make a huge difference, but you've got to have some pieces around him when you get there. I mean, he can't do it all by himself. And that's why New Orleans just, other than Alvin Kamara, I'm not sure what else they have. Their defense isn't bad, but Sean Payton knew something. <laughs> he got the heck out of there. And so I just don't know what New Orleans would have left after making a deal with Houston to bring Deshaun Watson uh, there. And so it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. There are some other teams involved, although McLean again says he's rejected everybody. I just have to believe there's something else there. Well, and, and, and then again, I, I look at, you know, with, with Carolina or, you know, and you're in the NFC South, Tom Brady, if you missed it over the weekend, he announced he is unretiring yeah. after 40 days with the wife and kids. He's decided to go back to work, but it's all in the NFC South. The two teams yeah. that he wants are in the NFC South. And you look at whether it's draft picks, but if you're, if you're, Carolina, or if you're Houston, do you take Sam Darnold in the trade? Do you want Sam Darnold if you're the Houston Texans? Would he be an upgrade over Davis Mills? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Davis Mills, I think, in in a very rough situation that the Texans were in last year, Davis Mills, I think, showed everybody a lot. And I think this guy's got a lot of potential. Um you know, I don't know. I mean, is 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 Winston a free agent or is he under he's, obligation he, to the he's Saints? A, he's a free so agent. So he's a free agent. So he's not in the picture. So obviously New Orleans needs a quarterback. Whether you bring back Jameis Winston or you make a trade, I just don't know what they have. And, well, and it's hard for me to believe that these are the only two teams that are still left involved in this thing. Well, they're the only two teams that, at least publicly, we know that Deshaun right. Watson is willing to Wave is no trade for it. Now, if I'm if I'm Nick Casario, I'm I'm not only picks. I would take Sam Darnold just to give some competition to uh, Davis Mills and have that veteran quarterback in the room. Sure, uh, but you know, as opposed to Christian McCaffrey, what about Chuba Hubbard? I mean, remember his college days, and he, you know he's played well because McCaffrey has hurt so much. I mean, I love a Christian McCaffrey. But you talk about a guy that's always hurt. Can you rely on him? Boy, well, he is special when he's healthy. He is a special athlete. He can run the football. He can catch the football. He's as good as anybody. But that's been the knock on this guy. He just cannot stay healthy, and that's very unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, it, you got to take chances on guys in the NFL sometimes. And a name like that, <laughs> the Cowboys are doing that. And they, I was going to say, boy. I'm listening to you, uh, but we're going to just transition this right into uh, Michael Gallup. Well, you got I, I, I mean, the Cowboys. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're scared some, to death of this Michael I Gallup am. contract because he's hurt. He's been hurt one year. As I would be scared <laughs> of bringing in a Christian McCaffrey if I'm the Houston Texans. I would be scared of that. I would be. And I'm scared for Gallup and the Cowboys. Because I, if they, with what they've got now, and I'm sure there's some moves in the future, but you lose Gallup. You got nothing. You got C.D. Lamb. You've got you. Okay, so you got three guys on Lamb every play, and then uh, one guy can cover Noah Brown. Well, and then you're going to have somebody covering uh, the tight end. I, I I don't know. I I just look at at the Dallas Cowboys. It seems like it's been five six years since they made a splash early on in free agency, right? 
In, in fact, I saw Shereen Williams tweet earlier. Find it. It was about Brandon Carr. Okay, uh, I remember that. They haven't made a – Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk tweeted out, Cowboys haven't made a first-day splash since 2012 when they signed Brandon Carr to a five-year, $50 million deal. That was 10 years ago. This isn't a new philosophy. And I remember when they flew out Brandon Carr, they had a dinner table set up at the star, in the on the football field, on the star at the 50-yard line, gave them all that money. So, so God bless Shereen Williams, and I get that, and I, I get, and maybe it was your tone and not hers, but it sounds like she's taking up for the Cowboys. No, I think she's just dealing in reality, which is what I've been. They haven't, they don't have the money right now to go sign one of these They've guys. Got Twenty million dollars. Have you seen the contracts that are being signed? Well, I'm just and saying, got, and they they can't afford to spend all twenty on one guy. That's they, it. They they don't for the well, guys. Then I guess that, Bobby Wagner's out. Bobby Wagner hadn't signed anywhere. Well, maybe he's out then. So if you don't have enough money to sign Bobby Wagner and Randy Gregory and D. Law, keep him there. I mean, so what are you going to do? Well, when you look at like the the money that the Chargers have spent today, that Jacksonville has spent today, right. uh, Cincinnati went and pulled a guard from uh, Tampa Bay and for for pretty high dollar. When you look at the big contracts, one Cedric Wilson with his deal with with Miami. The Cowboys aren't spending that kind of money today, but w- the fact that Bobby Wagner hasn't been signed, you know, let's see Tuesday, let's see Wednesday, when maybe Bobby's working the phones for himself, hoping that, well, I was scheduled to make this in Seattle, they let me go, and nobody else is offering that money, then all of a sudden you realize, well, your value isn't where you think it is. That's a good point, but just going back to Shireen's tweet, that's not a new philosophy. Maybe they need to get a new philosophy because the last time I checked, here we go. It was nineteen ninety six. There we go. Yes. So maybe a new philosophy is in order. Maybe you should try something else, do something different, and see if that works. The frustrating part as a cowboy fan is two years ago we saw Tampa Bay go all in. Yep. They won a Super Bowl. Last year we saw the Rams go all in and they won a Super Bowl. The Cowboys aren't all in. They'll tell you they're all in to win, but they're they're not going to Neiman Marcus. They're at the 99 cent store trying to buy their players. Yeah, let a guy like Cedric Wilson walk. And granted, I look at the contract Cedric Wilson just signed with Miami. I'm glad the Cowboys didn't do that deal. I like the Michael Gallup deal because if you're Michael Gallup, Aren't you calling your agent today going, do you see the Christian Kirk numbers? What the hell, man? Yeah, absolutely. What the hell? You're fired. Exactly. I, I, if, I I, if, if I'm Michael Gallup, I am firing my agent today based on the Christian Kirk contract. But then again, Jason, he's coming off an ACL injury. Yeah. Surgery. Major surgery. Yeah. So maybe he can't command Christian Kirk money at this point in time. Let's count the guys in the NFL that have ridiculous deals that have had ACL surgery. It, it, it it's It's... Not 1948, where they haven't figured it out. I mean, look at the pitchers. It's still major surgery. All right, but uh, different sports, same thing. Justin Verlander. All right, Tommy John surgery. Uh, You're going to have a whole new arm. Let's see what happens. Oh, you're signing for how much? When are the docs back on the show? Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. Well, that's a great question. They'll be fine. <laughs> and, and, and 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 yeah, you can you can ask him. I'm not worried about the ACL surgery okay. and the All fact right. that he should play most of next season. He might miss a little time early, mm-hmm. which is understandable. This past year, the calf injury against Tampa Bay 
And then the ACL injury, the only time in his career he's been hurt. So he's not like he's one of those injury-prone dudes. And, I, and I'm not suggesting that he is. I'm saying that's a major deal, and, and that concerns me. And with what the Cowboys signed him for? Just based on Christian Kirk. Think about Christian Kirk's well, contract. Well, it sounds like they could have had Cedric Wilson for about half of what they signed Gallup for. Why not keep him? The Dolphins are uh, are convinced that he's okay. So why not a Cedric Wilson instead of a Michael Gallup? I think you're. I think you look at okay. We had Amari Cooper at twenty million. We shipped him off to Cleveland, and they're eating one hundred percent of his contract. So there's no dead money left with Amari Cooper. There's there's no remaining stink in the building from Amari Cooper's okay, deal. Sure. Right, he's gone. Right. So now we've got a CD Lamb on a rookie deal, and we've got Michael Gallup. We've got those two receivers. Production wise, we don't expect to have that much of a drop off with those two guys making less than what we were going to pay one, and then you have Noah Brown, and you, you're you going to be able to find some other third wide receivers. They're not going to pay Cedric Wilson that kind of money to be wide receiver three. $28 million the Dolphins just did. What do they know? They have the money to spend. Maybe maybe he's going there to be a number two. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, you know, it, it, it could be, it, it could be a, an elevation. They're not paying them that money to be a three. So that, but that's what—that's my whole point. So instead of Gallup, you move Wilson in there. Did he not prove enough to you? He was—he might have been, you know, especially what? down the stretch. I am a one fan of the better receivers of Cedric Wilson. But I remember saying this during the season last year: Cedric Wilson was great in spots, but when guys were out and he was relied on for. 30, 40 snaps a game, he wasn't near as good as when he was in there at 10 to 15 snaps a game. So this is the same argument that we hear about Tony Pollard. He's not good enough to run every down. He's not good enough to do that. That's why we have to keep Zeke. He's not as good a blocker as Zeke. So we got to keep Zeke because Tony Pollard can't get it done every down. Tony Pollard's not an every down back. How do we know? Until you make him an every down back, how do you know he's not? He wasn't an every down back in college. He split time. I want to see Tony Pollard more in the slot wide receiver. I want to see him getting snaps. It doesn't have to be a tailback. I just, I want to know. You don't know if a guy can be an every down back or not until he's an every down back. True. Okay. True. Look, the way they handle Zeke, I'm not a fan of, nor am I a fan of his contract, which looks worse and worse every day. Right? It it does. Maybe the worst contract the Cowboys have ever signed. Ah, They've got a lot of bad ones. There's competition there. This one was horrible. I I mean, and, and again, the aftermath of it, and it's untouchable at this point. But like last year, we're all questioning why Zeke is in there. Then the year is over, and we find out, okay, he's got this knee injury. Then why the hell are you playing then him? why, again, is, is he it, in there? <laughs> why, why are you playing him? And and But is that a lack of confidence in Tony Pollard, or is it this blind love that they have with Zeke that they've got to play him because of what they're paying him? This is the last year that they have to pay him. So Zeke either's go, either is gone after this year, or he's got to – do some serious restructuring of his contract because I think this is the final one. I don't know what he's costing against the cap. It's almost $20 million this year alone. It is nuts. It's crazy it what is. he is costing the Cowboys right now. And the Cowboy, but he's a hell of a blocker. He's a great he, blocker. He's a hell of a blocker. Well, they ought to put him on the offensive line. They well, could use his help there. He's not big enough to be an offensive yeah. lineman. But How they, do you know? They, <laughs> here, here we go. Here we go. 
It, it is interesting when you look at it. But as we sit here today, the Cowboys are worse than when the season ended. And if you're Jerry Jones, that's a problem. you got to do something. I mean, they've got a lot of uh, holes to fill. And if they're hoping to do it in the draft, maybe that's their plan. I don't know. What do they pick? 24th in the first round, I yeah, think it is. I think, yeah. So, you know, there's some offensive linemen that are, are uh, projected to fall that far. There may be a wide receiver there. that, And it's a, it's a great tight end draft. Mm-hmm. A lot of tight end talent there are in the, the draft. The Cowboys, as we sit right now, and every mock draft just about has them taking an edge rusher. But I look at their biggest needs. Now, granted, we don't have clarity yet on Randy Gregory, who the Cowboys are apparently close on a deal with Randy Gregory, but Denver is also in the mix. And we don't know what they're officially going to do with Demarcus Lawrence. But as we sit right now today, their draft needs offensive line, tight end, wide receiver. Yeah. Our fans going to be okay if the Cowboys go offense in the first three rounds, knowing that you still have defensive help. No, I think I think that would be fine, but I think it's got to start with that offensive line. If there is a quality offensive lineman at 24, I think the Cowboys have got to do that. But and what, I, I don't care if there's another C.D. Lamb sitting there. But it's a shiny toy. That's exactly what it is. So, I mean, offensive... You can have the best wide receiver in the world, and we saw that with the Cowboys in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. They've got talent out there, but they couldn't get him the football because Dak had no time. Unless they were playing Philadelphia or Washington, then he had plenty of time. Yeah, exactly. They got to fix that offensive line. They need to address that offensive line, whether it's through trade. Uh, if Lyle Collins walks, again, they're not as good today as they were when the season ended. Connor Williams is gone. Thank God. Well, sure. They, they can take all the Connors but and leave. He's still I never want to see another Connor on the Cowboys again. He, he's still a spot There's on that offensive with the line. Name. Get rid of all the Connors. <laughs> Every one of them. Every one of them. <laughs> Quit naming your kid Connor. Your name is Connor. You can't play for the Cowboys. Oof. Might not even be allowed to be a fan. <laughs> Damn Connors. <laughs> crazy. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe I'm Jason Minix. What's going on, Jason? Anything to talk about today? Nothing. Not, not a damn thing. I'm going to find out who's got the best chicken. No, I'm kidding. There, there is so much to get into today. Lots of NBA news. Spurs do play tonight. They've got Minnesota at home as they're trying to make their run. And the, the playoffs are right around the corner. And we've talked often about what's going to happen in New York with Kyrie when the playoffs get there. What we saw over the weekend... It's just bizarre that in New York, they lifted the mandate that to go inside a place, you have to be vaccinated, Mm -hmm. right? Right. But Kyrie still cannot play as a part of another ordinance that wasn't lifted. Something about New York's private sector ordinance, which basically, as confusing as it is, 
Somebody can come into your place of business unvaccinated and eat dinner inside like normal people, but they can't work there. Wow. Okay. Does that does does that make sense? No. All right. I'll take your word for it. All right. So when you look at the the mandate and where the New York mayor apparently is is according to the New York Daily News the hang on don't you hate when something refreshes when you go back to it <laughs> the private sector vaccine mandate that was set by the former mayor but is being upheld by the current mayor basically means that you you can't have employees there i'm looking for the number like Oh, here it is. 1,430 municipal workers, which is less than 1% of the city's workforce, were fired for refusing to get fully vaccinated or submit proof of vaccination. The And, and what it means is the private sector vaccine, businesses may not allow any unvaccinated workers to work at their workplace. Workplace is defined as any location, including a vehicle, where you work in the presence of at least one other person. Okay. So it's a way for New York to force mandates on employees. Right. So they've allowed people to, unvaccinated, you can go to a restaurant and sit inside. You can go to a concert. Mm -hmm. You can go to the movie theater. Right. You can go to a basketball game. So Kyrie, who's unvaccinated, Sat courtside at the Nets game the other night. He's five feet away from the floor. Right. He was high-fiving and hugging his teammates. But he couldn't play in the game because that was work. Yet, he could sit courtside. Very confusing. Very. Looks odd. Because, you know, he's not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to. Right. That, that's That's part of the new thing. He went in the locker room, apparently, after the game. The NBA has fined the Nets $50,000 for letting him in to the locker room. I don't know if they... Was it the Nets or was it him directly? I think it was the, the Nets where... The, the Woj tweet was the Nets. Nets, okay. okay. The NBA fined the Brooklyn Nets 50000 for violating local health and safety protocols by letting Kyrie into the team's locker room on Sunday. And I think the NBA has to do that because... That's part of their deal. Whatever the local rules are, they supersede whatever the NBA right. rules might be. And because that was quote-unquote work time, it's not like anybody else could just walk into the locker room. It just is bizarre to me, and it doesn't look right. Kevin Durant just blasts the New York City mayor after the game. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand it all. I mean, as it, every, it's a few people in our arena that's unvaxxed, right? Like, they lifted all of that in our arena, right? So what's the, I don't get it. The second mandate that says he can come in but can't play. Yeah, I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point um, to flex their authority. Um, but, you know, everybody out here is looking for attention, and that's why I feel like the the mayor wants right now some attention, you know. <laughs> um, but he'll figure it out soon. He better. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like, there's unvaxxed people in this building already. We got a guy who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety? What? Like, I don't get it. So, yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, you know, people didn't understand what was going on. But now it just looks stupid. So hopefully, Eric, you, you got to figure this out. He's right. It looks stupid. 
Uh, and, and I get it's the rules. You got to follow the rules. But it, at this point in time, it's 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 just dumb. It's dumb that he can sit courtside, interact with his teammates and players on the other team, but can't play in the game because of the mandate. What Kevin Durant did, I don't think helps the case any. Probably not. I mean, you're Kevin Durant. I'm pretty sure you can get a phone call into the mayor. You can probably get a cell number and call him. Calling him out. Yet, you know, he, he I don't know anything about the New York City mayor, but he certainly seems like the kind of guy that doesn't want to be called out like that. Well, he's brand new. So now you're going to get into a pissing speaking. match with Kevin Durant. Well, and look, you know, the mayor can change that rule. If he wanted to, I'm just saying he can. He, he can change that rule. Look, if I'm a, if I'm a player from the San Antonio Spurs, unvaccinated, I can play ball at Madison Square Garden. Yep. it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. The the mayor had said something when even the commissioner said, "Okay, it's time to change this." Yes, as we see mandates getting lifted everywhere. Now Kyrie could easily fix this and go get vaccinated. He could. Then he doesn't have to worry about it. But the mayor has said that his health officials is what he's going on. And when they tell him you can lift this other private sector mandate, then we can do that. And the other thing the mayor has said, we're not doing anything that is going to shut our city down again. So we're doing everything we can to stay open. And and I can see all of that, too, I, I, whether I agree with it or not. I, I hear that makes, it. That he's, makes no sense. He's not making an exception for a basketball player when 1,500 regular people lost their job for not getting vaccinated. Which they shouldn't have lost their job. That's ridiculous. Oh, I'm with you. Okay, I'm going to go across the hall to KTSA real quick. I'll be right there, back. There you go. I, I mean, but, but that's what it boils down to. I'm over all of this. I thought it was yeah. dumb when we were in Los Angeles knowing that they were going to lift the mask mandates on Tuesday. Yeah, right after the Super Bowl. Right after we left. Yeah. But in the meantime, anywhere you went, they were checking your card and they were yeah. telling you to put your mask on, which was, you know, it, it, it got to the annoying point knowing that, well, on Tuesday, it's all going away. Exactly. And the numbers are what they are, and I'm vaccinated. So <laughs> why are we, you know, it, 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 but it did look stupid that Kyrie was sitting there. But with the playoffs around the corner, I wonder what Kevin Durant is saying to his teammate. Like, have you been doing your own research? Because he said you wanted to do your own research and you reserve the right to change your mind. Because playoffs start. They they could have a play-in game. And right now, they're the eighth seed. So I, they would host a play-in game that Kyrie would not be allowed to play in. I have a feeling by that time, he'll be able to play. Well, because that's what, April? Yeah, so we've got probably three weeks. I, it just miraculously, it will be lifted before the playoffs, and Kyrie will be on the floor. You know, and again, even Brooklyn changed their mind about Kyrie because remember at the beginning of the season, you're not getting vaccinated. We don't want a part-time player, right? Right. right? Um, he was doing his own research. Mm -hmm. He's not going to get a shot now because of principle. He doesn't want to no. look like he caved. But if I'm his teammate, dude, I need you. Yeah. I, I need you. Well, they're the eighth seed because he hasn't played in a lot of games. Well, and Kevin Durant and, was yeah, hurt, too. They were the two seed when Kevin Durant right, got hurt, right? right? Exactly. But, but imagine they play a playoff series against Toronto. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't be able to play in any of the games. None. Because Toronto won't let him play because he's unvaccinated. Yeah. The Knicks aren't a factor, but if they have a playing game in Brooklyn, he wouldn't be allowed to play in it. If... I guess it's better for them to stay 
not with home court? Because at least he'd be available for four, for four games, for four games yeah. as opposed to three if they were the... If they, if, if, if you see what I mean, you know, you want to be the road team if you're Brooklyn. You don't want home court advantage. You do. You're exactly right. And I don't mean to change the subject, but Ian Rappaport Here we go. has just tweeted out that the Cowboys are giving Demarcus Lawrence a new deal, according to his sources. So we'll continue to follow that. But breaking uh, news. Yes. D Law stays. Well, it, we, looks, it we, looks like he's going to stay. So what does that mean now for Randy Gregory? It's you let a him walk. Three-year deal worth thirty million, fully guaranteed to stay in at Dallas. Well, there you go. Think about that for a moment. Three years, thirty million, fully guaranteed. So is that ten million per? Well, it's just thirty million dollars. I mean, however they want to pay it out, because it's all guaranteed. You wonder if it's going to be kind of like what Michael Gallup just signed. Where the first year is only two. It may be. And then it escalates as they expect more money to come in. I have a feeling DeMarcus is not going to get paid $2 million this year. No, but if it's five or seven? I mean, they, they may have to you know, say, hey, we'll give you... I mean, if it's all guaranteed, that's interesting. Can they just like say $15 million is a, a bonus? Signing bonus? No, because that would all count on this year's cap. Or no, that would be no. spread out over three years. So it, I don't know. That, it, that's interesting. But, it, but say if it was, you know, five this year, ten next year, and fifteen in year three, there's your thirty million. It'll be interesting to see how the structure is. The good news is Demarcus Lawrence is staying. So now what does that Dallas mean for Cowboys. Randy Gregory? Um Do they still have enough money now to bring him back as well? Well the Cowboys had indicated that they thought they could get both to stay. They want to keep both. Well, it, it, a lot may depend on what Denver is waving in front of Randy Gregory's face. Which is true, because he's got to go get his money as well. Right. So, interesting. We'll, yeah. We'll keep, but at least D-Law is staying. D-Law is going to stay put, and so I know you're happy about that. Cowboys needed some good news, and they got it. It says here is the first, or Michael Gelton is saying he's the first uh, defensive end to have his contract fully guaranteed. And I know, and Michael Gelkin writes for the Dallas Morning News, um, Clarence Hill. Nobody has structure on this three years. That, and that's what I'm, I'm curious to see. Also says Lawrence, and I didn't know this, but Gelkin says that uh, he'll be the first one in history to have it guaranteed for seven straight years. So the first contract was fully guaranteed as well? Well, he had the um, franchise tags for a couple of years. Through that, so he's going with that. the Kirk Cousins okay. mentality. That's you, not a uh, not a bad mentality to go with. Well, again, I, I'll 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 take less for fully guaranteed money. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. that guy is living under a, a luckiest star in the <laughs> planet. <laughs> My goodness! Wow. Sorry, I just uh, you know he's got a fairy godmother or something. He's he certainly has uh, something. Uh, lots of lots of news on the NFL front. Lots of news. On the baseball front, Demarcus Lawrence is back. We'll try to find the structure of that. I'm not seeing anybody tweeting any of the details, but three years, $30 million fully guaranteed as he stays in at Dallas, according to his agent, uh, David Cantor. So a uh, very happy man to get that deal done. And Randy Gregory, they said they were close. And my guess is if the Cowboys were close on Randy Gregory, they were close with Demarcus Lawrence at the same time, which means both are still in play. They don't have to walk 
one of the two contracts by any stretch. We'll talk more about that and what's going to happen with Carlos Correa as we continue here on The Blitz. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. And that big story that those boys will be talking about tomorrow morning is Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence staying in Dallas. Wow, just broke. It, it just broke, and Jane Slater just tweeted out, imagine, uh, I always love doing live TV with Michael Irvin. This was Michael Irvin's response. He's on NFL Network Live with Rich Eisen and Jane Slater coming in to break the news. This is hilarious. Staying in Dallas, Jane thank Slater. God. Well, well, thank you, God. Well, I just thank you, D. Lawrence, too. Well, Jane, <laughs> yeah, what are your, your thoughts, Jane? Yeah, thank you, God. I mean, that's, that's Michael Irvin's reaction to D. Law staying in Dallas. Thank you, God. <laughs> I think uh, he echoes Cowboy fans all across the country right now. I know you you haven't smiled all day until right now. Well, because the Cowboys weren't a better team. Nah, and, and, <laughs> you know, and, and they're still not as good at wide receiver. But Well, are they a better team? I mean, they, he always had D-Law. He wasn't gone. Well, no. I think a lot of people had him out. And that was one of the reasons why every mock draft had the Cowboys taken an edge rusher. And you got to wonder what that means for Randy Gregory, because clearly the Cowboys are in conversations with both. Yep. And the fact that they get D-Law done on this fully guaranteed deal while still negotiating with Randy Gregory, I don't know that they're spending time negotiating both if they didn't think they were going to win both. <laughs> Our Rob Thompson chimes in on Facebook Live, D-Law is the Kirk Cousins of defensive linemen. See, we said that about 10 minutes ago. That's I mean, right. that's what it boils down to, that... The the seven straight years of fully guaranteed contracts. And I kind of go through the history, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys tend to do that, although... Um, oh, we'll do th that. Doesn't it seem like his agent and Steven, they're always in these weird tug-of-wars, and it looks bleak, looks bleak, and somehow they figure out a way to get it done? I mean, it feels like this is the rodeo that the Cowboys play with Tank. Yeah, with Tank, yes. Yeah, yes, I, I mean, it's, yes. it's just like, it, it, oh, he's gone. Oh, it's not going to happen. I, I, I sign here. Well, I think what made this the deal that it, it turned out to be, I mean, it's a win-win for both sides, but Tank didn't want to go anywhere. He yep. wanted to stay in Dallas. So that, that makes a big difference. When a player doesn't want to leave, he doesn't want to go to another team, then you're going to make things work. You're going to do whatever it takes. This just happened to work out great for everybody. Uh, the Cowboys and for Tank because, well, I mean, my goodness, here's no. another Michael Gelkin tweet. Let me just read this. Here. Right. Th this will uh, will will help you here. And you know this is big when the glasses go on and the computer screen gets so, picked so up and I comes close to your face. I can't see that, and now it's moving down, and I can't see. <laughs> Cowboys began the day with their left defensive end and running back counting a combined forty-five million dollars against the 2022 cap. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. $45 million now, for two guys. John Mashota tweets that the deal is actually for $40 million over three years with $30 million fully guaranteed. Right. So it's not completely full. There must be some things in there. Now they just got to figure out Leal Collins. And I think if you could figure out a trade partner for Leal Collins or you end up bringing him back on a completely reworked deal, and I don't even know if that's an option, uh, 
but but the Cowboys are coming up with some cap room to be able to go sign somebody named Bobby Wagner, somebody <laughs> named Jordan Hicks, somebody is going to get a one, some big name player is going to end up on a one or two year deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you got to figure it's got it's somebody. It what could it be a wide receiver? I don't think it's going to be a wide receiver. Although I, I, I mean. Sure, it could be a wide receiver, but I wouldn't bet that they'd spend money on a wide receiver with what they just did. But could it be an offensive lineman? Could it be somebody on the defensive side to help linebacker uh, uh, shore up that linebacker spot if Leighton Van Der Esch is walking? Um, or could they end up bringing Leighton Van Der Esch back? Uh, and, and they still got to take care of Randy Gregory, but they've got some cap room. And they, they'll have yep. more cap room when... Lyle Collins' future is in cement. We'll see what happens. But you got to be right. I mean, they're, they're obviously targeting someone because they have some money now to go out and spend, and they're targeting somebody. And it, whether that's a Bobby Wagner or not, and, and maybe that's why Wagner's been quiet. You're negotiating with the Cowboys. You say, hey, just, just give us a minute to make some room, and we'll make you an offer. Uh, that's a possibility. And then again, you know, everybody, Bobby Wagner's the shiny new toy that's sitting out there. Is he worth it? Well, I, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. He's been pretty good for Seattle. That's for sure. On this, and he reunites with Dan Quinn. Now, think about Lawrence's cap number this year drops to $14 million. So, if my math is correct, the Cowboys are saving $13 million off of that $27 million cap number. Is that correct? We're doing this in real time. Yes, that's. I mean, that math is, is math, but yes. um, but he was a twenty-seven million dollar cap hit. Now he's a fourteen million dollar cap hit. So that's thirteen million freed up. So you figure the Cowboys now before this. Well, gee, yeah. you, know, you got to be a genius. They were about twenty million above, weren't they? Yeah, in the plus side. It, Look, to, to understand capology, you have <laughs> to have no three clue. different math degrees and not work in radio. Well, right? the only, so the only smarter fr- people will let us know. Yeah, the only thing that frustrated me about the Cowboys was it just seemed like everybody else could go spend whatever money they want, and the Cowboys couldn't. The Cowboys have a plan. Whether we agree <laughs> with the plan or not is one thing. But at least we're seeing, ultimately, D-Law's done, he's staying. That's good. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper traded, and Cleveland is eating 100% of that salary. That's the only thing about the Amari Cooper trade that I like. In fact, I love that they took on 100% of his salary. And guys that I know and respect and love, like an R.J. Ochoa, seem to fail to grasp that aspect of it. That was the positive part of Amari getting traded to Cleveland. Could there have been better offers? Maybe when it comes to pick compensation. But the fact that Cleveland took 100% of that salary was the best thing that the Cowboys could have gotten for Amari Cooper. There's no dead money involved. That That's perfect. And, and when you look at it, and as much criticism as the Jones family gets, I mean, it, you look at the big picture right now, and it looks like they had a plan going into this thing. It just wasn't fast enough well, for it, a Cowboy fan. And again, or splashy enough, at, at least not yet. But if you're a betting man, and I am, if you're a betting man, the Cowboys still not a safe bet (laughs) because they got to get some offensive line help before you start heading off to Vegas and putting up a bunch of money and 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 that sort of thing on on the Dallas Cowboys for next year because still 
Today, they are not as good as they were when the season ended Mm -hmm. in the first round of the San Francisco 49ers. That's true, but there's a lot of time left because the uh, Wednesday is the day when all of these contracts can be signed officially. So there's plenty of time. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, and 103.3 FM. Joe Reiner, Jason Minnix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnick. What a fun day it's been. Dude. My goodness. Fast and furious. Hits just keep coming all day long. This is fabulous. And of all days, we have a short show today. (laughs) We are out in 30 minutes. We got some NBA basketball coming up from ESPN Radio. Nuggets and 76ers. That'll be a good one. So we're out, which is great. First day of daylight savings. We'll walk out of the studio and it'll be sunshine. Go home, fire up the grill, put a good steak on that grill, because it's steak night. That sounds good. Absolutely. Steak night. Everybody should have a steak tonight. I agree. If I had a grill to put it on. Are you cooking steaks for everybody then, or what? I'm I'm, I'm cooking steaks for everybody that's going to be at my house. I was at Tri-County earlier and got myself a nice bone-in ribeye. I almost weaseled my way into that. That was close. You guys can come over if you want. Well, you know. Um, BYOS. BYOS. (laughs) Bring your own steak. I can't wait, man. I spent most of the weekend, I'll be honest with you, looking at Traegers. Did you really? And at others, but mostly Traegers, just kind of trying to figure out what I want and, you know, the right one for me. You're going to get an Ironwood 885. Well, I don't know that I'm going to do that. Yes, that's what you're going to get. Why? Because that's what you have. Yes, and well, and because I did all that research too, the the timberline is fantastic. I just don't know that third shelf that it has. I don't know if you'll ever use it. I'll never use it. No, so, so I I don't know. We'll we'll see, and then I'll I'll cook you a steak. You won't even have to ask and say, Jason, come on over. Your steak's on the grill. I'll tell you what, man. There's a whole bunch of meat rolling around in this uh, radio station. There is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's just it's not dead cow. Okay. <laughs> It's dead something else, and I would prefer dead cow. You know, but if I were to grill this up for you and not tell you what it is, you would eat it and go, man, that's fantastic. I don't know that I would. You would at least try it. I would try it. Yeah. But you couldn't tell me what it was. No, I won't tell you what it is. Okay. For all you know, it's ribeye. Until I taste it. Until you taste it. Yeah. Now... I don't know. I'm I'm just not into a lot of exotics. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a deer guy. Yeah. I never really have been. Bison's good. Bison is good. Bison is good. I know. I saw Rob yesterday on his Facebook. He did some water buffalo steaks. But I didn't see Rob at the station today. I imagine the uh, loss of an hour of sleep might have killed that man. I just wonder, is a water buffalo juicier than a regular buffalo? <laughs> sure. I know, I'm just asking. My man's got dad jokes. <laughs> it makes sense to me, right? <laughs> yes, Joe. I would assume that's the case. Rob, let me know, will you? Uh, although, I, I don't know how they turned out. Yes, uh, Renee, today is Valentine's Day for guys. That's why you have a steak. Is it really? It really is. Oh, <laughs> 
I remember this conversation now. It is March 14th. Okay. It is a very special day. I remember this conversation now. Every guy gets a steak today. Okay, yes, that's right. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember this. So now you uh, got to change your dinner plans. I'm going to have to, yeah. Whether you're grilling your own or you're heading out. Well, or you can, go with one of the two, either way. Got- <laughs> but both is better. Both is much. Both yeah, is better. Both is better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Joe just yeah, got it. Yeah, I just got it. Yeah. I'm a little slow. <laughs> I remember. I just, I, I'm not good with dates. Uh-huh. I remember this conversation March 14th now. is one. I should have put it in my phone. Yes. So a little <laughs> reminder pops up. <laughs> so to speak. So one of those days you don't need a reminder. Well, I mean, Jimenez has to schedule it with his wife, but for the rest of us, well, it just happens. Off schedule. <laughs> All right. We got basketball coming up tonight, huh? Yeah, 6.30. We're out early. Nuggets and 76ers coming up. Spurs do play tonight as well. And you, you look at this Spurs team. Congrats to Greg Popovich. Yes. The record was set on Friday night, and it, it was fantastic. We were Most of us were still at Slackers on Friday, not expecting the Spurs to win that game, which, of course, that's the game they won. Yeah. Man, they balled out in that fourth quarter. Yeah. The comeback, the shots, you knew that the players wanted it for Greg Popovich. And the reaction, Pop just tried to make it like a regular post game. And as Mike Finger wrote beautifully in the Express News, for 11 seconds on the court, he was surrounded and had no choices. The players were jumping around him, and then they doused him with water, the video that they put out. And any question about whose team this is, and I don't think there was, but it was DeJounte in the locker room presenting Pop with the game ball and leading everything. Um, And then the accolades, the the tweets, but the video that the Spurs put out about the 199 players. That was fantastic. It was. And I'm looking at them, only 199? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like there should be more than that? It does. Now, is that everybody? Everybody that is ever... That was everybody. I mean, there was a Mink Batir sighting in that video. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a Rodman sighting? I didn't see Rodman. Did Rodman play for Pop when he was the coach? It was Pop, wasn't it? Oh, Pop was the GM. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure he did. Or was he on the video? You know, Edwin's I, I grabbing know. his phone, looking it up. Let's see. Or, or Maybe w- Edwin already knows the answer. Wasn't Rodman, I mean, wasn't Pop an assistant with Rodman? Well, he was the GM. Or, yeah. When, you know, because Rodman was here 93, 94. He might have been gone already. Somebody knows the answer to this. Was Kawhi part of the video? Yes, Kawhi was very much a part of the video. Was he? What What I find interesting, it's a great question, Edwin. Edwin Hafner producing today. The organization publicly with how they handle that dude that we don't speak of, that Kawhi was a big part of it. There was even a photo, and I'm not sure if it was the Spurs that put it out, but... You know, there was Tim, and there was Dave, and there was Kawhi, and, you know, and I saw somebody fixed it for him by putting Cody's face over Kawhi's. <laughs> but you wonder, from a professional standpoint, the Spurs have to acknowledge Kawhi Leonard's existence. Hell, the dude helped us win a championship. Got us to two finals. Helped get us to two finals. 
But the hate, the sports hate that we have as fans for that dude is deep. But organizationally, they include, he's a part of the history and he helped win a title. And I can't figure out if it's because they're the bad blood isn't as bad within the walls at one Spurs lane, or is it we can't treat a player like that in recruiting efforts to attract free agents because we can't act like the dude never existed? Well, he can't act like he never existed. Obviously, he was a huge part of that 2014 title. But what he did, you talk about burning bridges, it was a nuclear bomb. It was. On a bridge that he just completely destroyed. I mean, everything that the Spurs were moving forward towards, everything that they had planned was blown up because of what Kawhi Leonard did. And uh, I, I remember it well, and I remember talking with some of the, the Spurs doctors, some of the coaches, some of the players even. Um, Kawhi just became a cancer. He was. I mean, and it was it was bad. He didn't want to be here, and he just, he was a bad guy. At that time, I don't know what, maybe he's changed, but at that time, he was a bad guy. I know that there are three, at the time, current players, different settings, privately, Mm -hmm. F that guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, he he had no friends. In that locker room. But I see the way the Spurs treat him now, or at least include him in stuff like videos. And I can't figure out, is that popping an olive branch? Or was it as bad as we thought? No, it was as bad as we thought. Or is it, from a recruiting standpoint, we've got to show, once you're a family member, you're always a family member, even if you're that family member, and we all have that uncle, right? I mean... You know, pun intended, with uh, his uncle, yeah. right? I, I mean, you you look at it, and it, I do find that part interesting. Now, I look at at Kevin Garnett this weekend got his jersey retired by the Boston Celtics. I don't ever think of Kevin Garnett as a Celtic. I think of him as a Timberwolf. Sure. He won a championship, though, in Boston. Apparently, his mended fences with Ray Allen, too. <laughs> But you know, do you? Do you I have. I mean, there. I can't think of a, a a thing. Me neither. A thing that where you would say, you know, he helped us win a title. We got to retire that dude's number. I don't like that. Will never happen. And it doesn't take much to get your jersey retired by the Spurs organization. Well, there, it's, look, I don't think there's any chance <laughs> that Kawhi Leonard has his jersey hanging in the rafters of the AT and T Center. Look, you can't just wipe history away, as has been tried to do in this country for the last five years. You can't just wipe history away. History is what it was. Yes. You can't change it. And Kawhi Leonard was part of the Spurs history. So you have to acknowledge that history. But you move on, and you don't have to overly you know, make Kawhi a part of the family, because he wasn't at the end. He made a choice to leave this family in a the most devastating way possible. And so, you know, once a guy's gone, he's gone, but you can't ignore the history of that of the San Antonio Spurs franchise when he was here. So you have to acknowledge that.
Absolutely. And I, I look at, you know, it's funny because as we're talking about this, Pop talking pregame right now before tonight's game against Minnesota. According to a tweet from Tom Warsborn, joked, quote, some people I don't want to have a piece of the record, like Steve Kerr. He's got no part of it, none. <laughs> Insert Kawhi Leonard, Pop, just one time. I just wish Pop would say, yeah, I love the video except for two seconds. Right, that except dude. for that one guy. But, you know, Pop and Steve Kerr, are, yes. they, I mean, they're close, they're very close. And Steve Kerr, dude, I will never forget. Steve Kerr probably, I wouldn't say gave me more access, but I talked to Steve Kerr more when he was here as a player than just about anybody. And mm -hmm. he was always willing to sit down and talk with you and, and talk with you and give you, you know, he wasn't just, well, we got to play hard and, you know, it's one, one play at a time. You know, Steve would give you what you needed. And so I'll always remember Steve Kerr fondly for he, sure. He, oh, no, I love Steve. And when he was working at TNT, I mean, yeah. Steve. Steve was great. He used to come on the show all the time. Um, yeah, I was kind of sad when he became a coach because I know, know the access wasn't quite and the then, same. You know, We're an executive with Phoenix there for a while, but Steve was great because you know he would answer your questions, but it was the private conversations when you weren't recording oh, yeah. that were that were fantastic. And Goodbye. just a good dude. Yeah. I mean, just a good guy. Always pleasant. Even you saw him, you know, hello, he'd act like he was, you know, happy to see you, whether he was or not. I don't know, but he always acted like he was. And so he's just a good guy. And I'm really happy for the success uh, that he's had with Golden State. And uh, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to be a coach in this league for a long time. Spurs, Minnesota tonight. And, and really, when you look at the Spurs as they make that run for the play in game. Tonight's a big one. Uh, you, you know, they're, they're running out of games. That That's that's the problem. They're, they are running out of games. True. And that's that's what baffles me about Saturday night when you rested a bunch of guys in a game where healthy, you figure that, was, that should have been an easy win for the Spurs. And you can't say that about many games for this Spurs team. I don't think you say that about any game because we've made that mistake before. Yeah, yeah. True. I, I mean, it, it, it's part of it. Um, other big sports news today, and again, we're out early today in about uh, 10 minutes or so with uh, Nuggets and 76ers coming up. Carlos Correa still doesn't have a home, but it does look like he could end up back in Houston. It looks that way? Or is that your wishful thinking? Both. <laughs> Both. Uh, there, there are some signs that are pointing that the Astros could keep Carlos Correa. Well, they're going to have to pay him a fortune. Somebody is going to pay him a fortune. Baseball's got that kind of money. Apparently so. They, they've, they've got cash. Wow. Yeah, somebody's going to pay that man. I mean, he's going to need an armored car to drive up to his house. Well, and, and it's funny because his Houston home is for sale. Just went on the market last week, and that made all the That's news. That's not a good sign. Well, it's a couple million dollars, but, it, you know, it, it looks like a small house with the money that he's getting. I think he's going to get a bigger house with a lot of land. You know, he got married. I mean, that was his bachelor <laughs> pad. And, you know, you know, she needs to come in and have her own place. Ah, you, you, okay. You, you know how that works. So, I mean. And you're just hoping that's not in uh, a suburb of New York City. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But but it, I know it's wishful thinking, but there are a lot of reports that looks like Carlos Correa could end up staying in Houston. Well, that'd be great. 
they're they're at least talking and it looks close but you know spring training is underway it is kind of nice so what's your deal what was our deal i forgot our bet on the aggies no uh, oh, uh, on the uh, wearing the uh, wearing, wearing baseball gear. Are you uh, still mad? Or are you over? No, it? we can do it now. They're oh. back. Why would I be mad? Well, you said you weren't going to wear Cardinal gear all year. I didn't say that. You did say that. I never Edwin, said that. Edwin, didn't he say that? I never said Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, yeah, because the Cardinals aren't. You know, that, that those are ugly colors. But yeah, yeah. Wow. So you did say that you were mad at the lockout, and I, I was mad at the lockout. Fan. Yeah, you said you're not going to wear. What? Any... I'm a Brewers fan. Sorry. Dude, nobody asked. Um, Do they have a team in Milwaukee? Yeah. I won the division last year. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Apparently a good one. <laughs> Not that good. How does a kid that goes to Johnson High School end up a Brewers fan? I was born in Milwaukee. Oh. Okay. Are you a Green Bay fan? No, the only team I root for in Wisconsin is the Brewers. Okay. See, I like Edwin. Big baseball guy. That's good. Cowboys fan? Absolutely. I was born into a Cowboys fan. Oh, right. wow. A good okay. family. They raised you right, except for the baseball. <laughs> I, I don't re- recall uh, saying I would never wear Cardinals gear again. Yeah, you were mad. That was going to be your statement. Well, it was. And you were forcing me not to wear Cardinal gear, too, which was pretty easy. But then you made it Astros gear. <laughs> Did I say for the whole year? For the whole year. I said that? That's what you said. I'd have to say. I mean, I'd you're going to become Michael tape. Jimenez and start flip-flopping. I know. I know. <laughs> I did. I don't recall. Different day, different opinion. I don't, I don't recall saying I that. I don't recall saying that. Uh-huh. Um, well, Jimenez doesn't even give you that. It's just today it's this. <laughs> Where two weeks ago it was something else. Yeah. And, you know, two weeks from now it'll be something else. Sure. But I, I don't recall. I'll have to go back in the archives and, and figure that out. You can do that. I probably was going to wear Cardinal gear to, you know, Rupub Wednesday night. I wouldn't. No? No, I wouldn't. I think it'd be good. People would appreciate it. I wouldn't. Although, I think you should wear red for the rest of the week. Okay. I mean, I saw you out at uh, at, at a bar on uh, Saturday night. Uh-huh. The old ladies love you, and if you're not wearing green, you're going to get pinched <laughs> all over the place, man. <laughs> I will say this. When you are out in public, whoa, Joe Reinagle has the over 60-year-old female crowd cornered. <laughs> it's done, baby. I, I would be the luckiest man alive if, if I was a single guy. <laughs> Single and 80, going after those young <laughs> ladies. Right. Hey, you know, when you get beggars can't be choosers, right? I mean, I, I, oh, my gosh. We were out at uh, U2 cover band, tribute yeah. band at Sam's Burger Joint, which was fantastic. It was great. And this lady walked up to Joe. He's eating this big old burger, and she starts talking to him. I don't know. What do you figure she was? 70? Probably. Yeah. Loves you. Then she, she realized she wasn't talking to Bill Taylor. Right. Yep. And then after, we ended up at Picks, And I don't know, five, six ladies of age? Yeah. One was a little younger. 50? <laughs> okay. That's younger. <laughs> He realized he's watching the 10 o'clock news. Exactly. That's exactly right. I've realized that for a long time, that that, that was kind of the audience of, of mm-hmm. Ken's Five. But mm-hmm. uh, I, They got, all watch Blue Bloods. They, they must. They must. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – and then I have to introduce him to Maggie, who was standing yes. there. Oh, so yeah. That, that, was, that was cool. The lady at Sam's, though. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta, I gotta tell. She walks up to me and says, oh, I love you. 
you're the only one I trust. Uh huh. And I'm going, and as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh boy, she doesn't know this me. She says, I just sure hope you don't go retiring like that other guy. <laughs> like, I said, well, I am the other guy. <laughs> she was so disappointed you weren't Bill Taylor. Uh, she was. <laughs> That she's walked off. <laughs> See, now I know why Bill Taylor is so popular. Exactly. Because he's popular. There's two of us but, running around. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody thinks you're Bill, which is a long-running joke inside. But It is. Watch it. And then I got a tweet on Saturday <laughs> from some lady That's right. that loves listening to this show. Oh, my goodness. But tweeted out at Jason Menix, at Bill... Ken's Team five, Ken's five yeah, whatever or whatever it is, it is yeah. right? Quit making fun of Bill and his Dairy Queen tacos. Yeah. <laughs> because they're better than, her son thinks they were better than Taco Palenque. Yeah. Because I'm sure her son is a taco expert. But the fact is, you don't she's have to be a taco to expert to know good stuff. Every day for three months and tweeted at Bill Taylor. Well. It happens. She apologized. She was very sweet. She was. And so she kind of felt bad calling her out. Like, oh, I don't know what Bill thinks of Dairy Queen tacos, but that Joe Reinagle 210 thinks they're great. Yeah. And she said, oh, oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's been happening for 20 years. Um, it, now, Bill claims that it happens to him, too, the other way. Really? Yeah. He'll say he's had conversations with people about the Spurs or the Cowboys or. Something to that effect, and and then they finally snap and realize that it's Bill Taylor and not Joe Reinagle. So when they're asking for, like, what are the Spurs doing? Just talking sports. And he talks about the forecast. Yeah. To try to, because we've all talked sports with Bill Taylor. You you don't have to talk long to realize. He's, he's a Giants fan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that'll tell you everything you need to that, know right that's there, it. right? That, that's, that's it. Whew. How are the Cowboys going? Well, let me tell you, my Giants are. And I'm like, yeah. you don't know sports. <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> it's just crazy how it happens. And then that, that, though, what happened at Sam's was probably the most over the top that I've ever seen it. Dude. And when she's like, don't go retiring Dude. like that other guy. She was so devastated. Oh, my gosh. She was so devastated. Yeah. I, I mean, literally devastated. And you could tell she had her phone out and all that. Yeah. Like she was all ready was to get picture a picture. Time. It, it wasn't Bill Taylor. And she never asked for the photo. You saw her put it away. And she just walked away. Absolutely. Like she may have cried. She she might have. Probably went home. Her night was ruined. I don't know. All the DVR episodes of Blue Bloods. And um, what are the other shows on CBS that all the old people watch? Trying to think what my mother I don't know. Watches. You know, stuff like Survivor has been on for 100 years. Yeah. And- I know they don't watch that, right? Or they don't watch Big Brother because that's that show. I don't know how it stayed on the air, but it has. It's terrible. <laughs> I'd be so proud if my daughter was on that show. Right? It's kind of like The Bachelor. Big Brother? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm being facetious. Oh, sorry. Okay, good. <laughs> it's kind of like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or whatever. Can you imagine? No. Dad, uh, I'm on The Bachelorette. <laughs> no. 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 No, don't 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 do that to <laughs> I the mean, family. I can't even imagine that. D Law staying in Dallas, Michael Gallup staying in Dallas, Cedric Wilson off to Miami, Deshaun Watson meeting tonight in Houston with both the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. That can't be all. 
Apparently, it's a two-team race right now. Can't be. I, I, I just, I can't believe it. it. There has to be some other teams involved. It's going to be interesting to see how it all yeah. plays out. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, Tom Brady's back. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he retired. Spurs tonight, we're out early. Yeah. We're, we're done. So is Brady on one of those farewell tours this year? Apparently, he wants the rocking chairs. He, he, must he wants be. all those yeah. accolades. That, right. That's what he wants to do. The 76ers and Nuggets are coming up. Enjoy your steaks tonight, gentlemen. Have a great night.